This is Ruin Willow with the Oh, Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm excited you're here today. I have an awesome interview with Dr. Kyle Dean Freeman, a physical therapist and life and intimacy coach. If you're under 18, it is time to leave the podcast now, baby love, because this is not for you. On my podcast, I talk about sex, sexuality, and erotica. I read mine and others. But today I have an amazing interview with Dr. Freeman, and he's really very interesting. You've got to stick around and hear what he has to say and what he's gone through and where he has come to now. And he's done some amazing things. So stick around for that. And a quick word from my sponsor. Ruin will be right back. But while you're here, what pairs better with erotica than comedy and a smattering of horror? We got both on the podcast Red by Daylight. Every week, three very gay friends discuss the lore of a different killer trapped in the eternal fog. From genuinely cool villains like the buff lady who throws hatchets to, well, less cool ones like a Dollar Tree version of Jason Voorhees. Each episode starts with our horror newbie friend guessing the killer's backstory just by looking at them. Spoiler alert, Caroline frequently concocts much cooler origins than the game. Oops. Then we go over the lore in-depth before wrapping up with a purely scientific Rule 34 porn viewing session. Sound fun? Search Red by Daylight. That's R-E-A-D by Daylight on your favorite podcasting app. Or go to redbydaylight.net. Okay, a little bit more about Dr. Freeman. He is a guide toward living a more authentic life by harnessing your sexual energy, finding greater clarity in your life's purpose and shedding any negative beliefs you have about yourself. Through sex education, conscious breath work, as well as mindset practices, you will learn to find a home inside yourself and embrace your unique qualities. As a doctor of physical therapy, breath facilitator, online sex lifestyle coach, and mental health advocate, he has learned how to coach people on quality health habits that lead to overall improvements in physical and mental well-being. Allow him to be your guide to find greater peace and clarity in your life through conscious practice. Cheers to a happier, healthier, sex-filled life. He posts a lot of sexy pics on Instagram. Dr. Kyle Dean is his handle, so check him out. He was also on a reality show, so we talk about that too, which is really very interesting. And his journey is really interesting to how he got to where he is. So you should check him out. He's got great offerings and he's he's really amazing. Okay, let's fucking do it. Let's go. Hello, everyone. I have an amazing guest for you. You're going to love this guest so much. And you got to check him out on Instagram. Also, his name is Dr. Kyle Freeman. He is a physical therapist and a sex empowerment coach. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Ruin. It's a pleasure to be here. And I can't wait to have a hopefully juicy conversation with you. Oh, absolutely. I'm definitely into juicy. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So we have a lot of things to talk about, like what you do and how you help people. And then also when touch on your uh, the one that got away. You got to talk about that at some point. Tell us what that was like and the reality show. So let's start off by talking about you. You help men and women on your Instagram. It says you help men become confident, conscious lovers, and women to take authority of your body and desires. Do you work more with women or with men? Great question. So I work with both genders. 
I have an online men's group where I work directly with men, but I also work directly one-on-one and in a group format with men and women for sex empowerment coaching, which for anyone who's not familiar with that, I help people to overcome shame. I help them to really live authentically and allow themselves to express their sexual side and not repress it anymore. So they can feel free and be themselves. What kind of blocks do you find people tend to have when they're trying to express themselves openly sexually to the world if they so choose to do that? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, I grew up in the States, you know, so wherever you're watching this from, you might have had different lived experiences depending on where you grew up. But from what I know and my experience in the United States, we have a very repressed sexual culture. It's very taboo yep. to talk about it. And most of our parents, I mean, I'm I'm currently 30 years old. So I just know my parents' generation did not talk about sex. I grew up and had one sexual ed class with my parents present when we were hitting puberty. And I believe like seventh grade, where they talked about basically how pregnancy happens. But other than that, we didn't learn anything else about sex. We also had a speaker come in that I will never forget who had HIV. She got HIV the first time she ever had sex and basically scared every student into like never having sex. After that, I remember going, oh my God, I'm not going to have sex because I'm going to die. That is literally literally the feeling I had after that. And so we don't talk about it in society. And so the biggest issue with people expressing themselves is the fact that we don't talk about it in society. We don't talk about it in our families. If anything, we make it weird. We make it awkward. Our parents have said, ew, like, don't talk about that. That's inappropriate. It's unprofessional. It's disgusting. It's gross. So we hide these things and then we don't know how to express them because we're worried someone's going to shame us. Someone's going to judge us. And I would argue that most people have some sort of shame or have had some sort of shame uh, about sex, about their sexuality, about their desires in their life. And they struggle to open up about it. And the truth is a lot of other people who have their own insecurities about these topics When we try to express ourselves to these individuals, even if they don't mean to shame us, many times it comes up as, oh, you like that, that's weird, or that's gross, or that's, why would you do that? Because they're insecure, because they actually are uncomfortable talking about it. And it turns into this clusterfuck, excuse my language, of us just shutting each other down and not creating safe spaces where we can actually just talk about sex like we're talking about coffee. And that's what I try to do with my communities and on my platforms is to just have open discussion, no judgment, and talk about how we can have these discussions, improve our relationships, improve our abilities to love ourselves and not feel shame over these very natural things so we can live better lives and be happier. Oh, absolutely. And by the way, you can say fuck all you want. <laughs> great, great. You know, I just remember it. It's called, oh, fuck. Yeah. So yeah, I, <laughs> that's I, I right. pleasure. <laughs> saying that. I frequently, I frequently say fuck. So <laughs> that's actually my favorite word in the, in the whole English language. It's the best word ever because it has so many meanings, right? I mean, it's just, it's so versatile. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I agree. <laughs> but you're so right. There's so much shame and I grew up that way as well. And, you know, I still, I still feel like I suffer from shame because of what I do. And, and I like 
I really like to express myself sexually and I'm open sexually. I like to write erotica and all this stuff. And yeah, there's definitely a, a shame in my life and I'm, I'm shedding stuff, but it can be really hard for people to shed it and, and, and really enjoy. And then they might do it for a little while and then they might get shamed and they take a few steps back. You know, it's like this dance back and forth. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our special offer, go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, <laughs> Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean shaven or spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. <laughs> spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. Yeah, absolutely. And and when we grow up in certain cultures or certain areas of our country, the culture in general might be very suppressive. Maybe you grew up in a religion that had poor views, which is most religions when it comes to mm -hmm. sex. You know, I could go on the gamut of you should wait till you get married or doing those acts are disgusting or you're going to go to hell or your homosexuality is wrong, whatever. The list goes on and it's all bullshit because these are these are powers that just want to oppress and control. And they do that by instilling fear. And it's not just religious groups. It's also government. It's also media. The truth is, and, and I don't like to get political with things at all, but in our society, if the powers that be can control how we view ourselves and to control our ability to express ourselves and the most vulnerable part of ourselves is sexuality, is sexual desires, because that is the most taboo thing that we can talk about in our society. If they can control that narrative of, of how we are able to express ourselves and feel confident in ourselves sexually, then they control us in general. But when we can feel empowered to discuss these things, empowered to express our sexual selves and be silly and dance and not be afraid to be naked, uh, then <laughs> we take back power over our lives. 
And, and we don't always realize these things because they're unconscious through media, commercials, how things are said, yada, yada. And unfortunately, right now, everything about sex is politicized, which is just ridiculous. And it takes away from really helpful conversations. Everything right now is about trans rights and, and gay rights. And all those things are important. It gets blown out of proportion. And now we can't have healthy conversations because now everyone's a groomer. Everyone's a pedophile who just yeah. wants actually like educate on sex and the people who say these things that oh you're a groomer everything's about sex or everything's about this it's because for once in our society we're actually talking about these things and now they're uncomfortable oh my god you talk about it all the time no it's we're actually talking about it for once and you're not that so you're uncomfortable and if we could talk about more than just you know trans surgeries which is all over the media when it's like there's so much more to be discussed. There's so much more, but political parties and, and media use it as, as punchlines and they use it as a way to create divisiveness and politicize sex. And it further divides us even more on these health topics. You know, politicians, most of them who have no medical backgrounds should not be making these decisions, whether it's on no. abortion, women's rights, trans rights. We should have doctors and physicians and psychiatrists making these decisions because they actually do the studies. They actually do the research and they know what's healthy and what's not. And, and, and if your culture doesn't agree with that, that's fine, but keep it to yourself. The same way religious groups, if that's your thing, great, but don't try and imply it onto other people's bodies and other people's rights, because we are sovereign individuals just like every nation is a sovereign nation, they have borders and boundaries on what you can do outside and inside. Every individual, including yourself who's listening to this, you are sovereign. You have the ability to say yes and the ability to say no, regardless of if people disagree with you or not. You are going to disappoint people, but that is how we actually live our lives and stay true to ourselves and stay in our integrity is when we are able to say no and yes to the things that we like and dislike. And we can still have respect for one another when we disagree. Woohoo! I 100% agree with all of that. It needs to be said. You said it so well, too. I mean, it's so true. And, and what I always think, too, when I'm thinking about these religious groups, I'm like, yeah, you, you know, that God also gave you a dick and a clit and gave you those parts that are just meant for enjoyment. So, you know, it's like they just ignore that whole entire fact that we were given these organs for pleasure. It drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a form of control. They instill fear and say, mm-hmm. oh, if you like this, if you do this, you're going to go to hell. God's not going to love you. It's a, it's an entire control thing. And it's, it's propaganda at the end of the day. I can go on and on about religion. I was never, re- and I, I'm not someone who comes from religion. I'm technically mm-hmm. Jewish. I'm culturally Jewish. I refer to not religious, okay. uh, but I didn't really grow up religion with religion. My parents allowed my brother and I to choose. And I chose at the time, I used to say, I'm a man of science. I choose science. And I just grew up very ethically in general and just treated people well. And I didn't need a 2000 year old book or something to tell me how to act like a good person. But besides the point is that, you know, it's, it's not just, I don't even want to just point my finger at religions, even though a lot of people have been affected by it and are still affected by it today. Right. Is it, it's it's kind of like a pandemic in a way. We just mm-hmm. can't what it is because 
everyone everyone has been conditioned to believe certain reality. Everyone has, myself included, you included, Ruin, because yep. from the moment we were able to hear and see a TV, a radio, or listen to anyone, we are being conditioned in a way that other people want us to be, right? Our parents yep. condition us. And this is not to say that all conditioning is bad. When our parents right. say, hey, kind to your friends, be kind to people, that's good conditioning. You know, when they right. say don't kill people, that's that's good conditioning. But right. we are getting conditioned by a commercial to say, oh, like you need to have this certain type of body to be accepted and loved. That's bad conditioning. If right. you uh, if you are homosexual, you're not going to be loved by God and you're going to go to hell. That's bad conditioning. Right. That's making people feel like shit. And so we have to recognize and become aware of these conditions that we have and realize that they are not our thoughts. They are other people's thoughts imposed upon us and brainwashed us. And we have to become aware of them and then take a moment to reflect and go, is this what I truly believe? If not, what do I believe and why? And why is that wrong? And why is what I believe right? And so it takes that moment of, quote unquote, waking up to recognize these things, these patterns, because companies, corporations, they've been conditioning people since they were kids because they want them to buy their shit. Oh, right. we want you to make you feel like you're not beautiful enough. So you need this eyeliner because you'll right. feel more beautiful. But it's not because of that. It's because they want to make money. Mm -hmm. Everything is about money. And the second you realize that most things are about money, then you can really see into a company or see into a person's individual desires or needs. Now, listen, I have my own business as a coaching business. Of course, I need money to survive. Everyone does. But I do it in an authentic and ethical manner where I'm trying to help people live their more authentic lives and live ethically. And I try to value myself and value my experience, my education, and all the effort I've put in. Everyone has to make money. But it's... Yep. Are you doing it for the right reasons? The same way you see either um, all these companies now who, oh, it's Pride Month. Let's put out a rainbow flag. Right, oh, right. You're full of shit. You're, yeah, you're yeah, full of yeah. shit. You're doing it to make money. And the second that Pride Month is over, you pull it down and it's back to normal. Or yeah. I even question all of the pastors who are now homosexual inclusive, LGBTQ inclusive. And I'm like, are you doing it because you truly believe that? Or are you doing it because you know you're losing followers? Yeah, on the bandwagon, yeah. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's always good to go with what the culture is doing, you know, and you see it with corporations. Oh, like pride is in. Let's make sure we make a rainbow shoe for Nike. Right. And what most, a lot of queer folk don't want a rainbow shoe. They <laughs> right. see your bullshit. They see your bullshit. And they go, no, I don't want a fucking rainbow shoe. I just want to be, I don't want it to be like, you have to put me on a pedestal for yeah. me to be accepted. And that's what society is doing. That's what media does. And it puts it in front of, front of people's faces on a daily basis. And it's like, we don't need this. We just need to go, I see you for you and how you want to live your life. Great. I love you for that. And that's how I lead my platform. I'm personally a heterosexual man. I consider myself bisensual, meaning I have no problems being sensual with a man, like cuddling, giving my gay friends hugs, going to the gay clubs with my gay friends. I have no sure. problem with that. Um, that's called being secure in your sexuality. And I'll yes. I mean, you need to normalize that. Um, but 
I don't have to go around saying, uh, oh, I'm, you know, queer, inclusive and all these things and blah, 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 blah. I just be it. I just, just live it. I just mm-hmm. live it. You don't have to be putting on these fucking shirts and putting on these shoes and putting flags all over your fucking property in your business just to say, oh, look at me. Let me virtue signal to the fucking world that I'm inclusive and I'm I'm this type of person and I'm not that person. I'm not that person because guess what? You know what? I still respect people who might, you know what, disagree with people transitioning. I, I still respect right. that. I still respect them because you know what? They grew up in a whole different world. Yes. And they go, they can't even understand it. They can't even understand it. And you can't just hate on people because they have a different reality, a different view of the world. The same way I see people who can't even have a conversation when you use the terms man and woman. Right. Because that's, oh, oh, you're not inclusive of non-binary people. I'm like, it depends on what reality you live in. Right. Your reality is what you choose. And I come from a reality where I went through six and a half years of study where I Mm. dissected men and women in a cadaver lab to learn to become a physical therapist and understand the body. And the truth is, it's like, sure, I have respect for trans people and I have some clients who are trans people. But at the end of the day, we still look at science and biology and understand that, you know what? There's biological differences. And if you can't handle that, that's, that's, that doesn't mean that I'm wrong. It just means that you struggle to handle what reality is. So, right. And that's a topic that coming from me, especially in today's society as a white heterosexual cis man is, oh my God, awful. Right. You're the worst type of person. Right. When in reality, that is like, people don't realize the people who claim to be the most inclusive and all this stuff actually come off as sometimes the most hypocritical. Because I just had a conversation about this the other day that the second someone disagrees with me sometimes, and they're maybe very leftist, they will immediately call the white card or the man card or the heterosexual mm-hmm. card because they right. have nothing to stand on. I'm like, I'm very inclusive. I, I have helped uh, people come out of the closet. I have groups that are very supportive of the queer community um, who love me. Um, I have a sex empowerment program right now to promote you to be whatever sexuality you are and to live your life authentically. And I will still get these things because that's how society is, is everything is the white person's problem or reason. They They are the one who created this problem. And really, it's just another form of division. And another way of making people fall victim and taking a victim mentality in today's society and saying it's your fault instead of just taking responsibility for your life. And people don't want to hear that. People don't want to have to take responsibility. People want to feel like, oh, woe is me. And I know there's people who might be listening right now who are getting triggered, possibly. And the truth is, it's probably something you need to hear because I don't just go along with all the narratives that happen today because a lot of them are done for profitable reasons. And if you don't realize that, then then you're just falling prey to that as well. Oh, and yeah. I think it's so true. The media does try to control you. Like an interesting thing I have, not interesting, actually quite pissed me off. I was outraged. I was on Instagram and then there's a woman who teaches about sexuality. She's a doctor as well. And she put out this poll and she was asking women to rate what their strongest area of giving them an orgasm was. And so I was voting 
clitoral. Okay, so Instagram let her put clitoral in her post. But when I went to comment and I tried to type the word clitoral, I got a community regulation saying I was violating it by using the word clitoral. I'm like, it's a fucking body part. Now you're telling my me, my clitoris, a body part of mine is a bad word. Yep. I was outraged. Yep. So Welcome I, to social media. It is. Oh my I gosh. I deal with it all the time, especially, especially being in this field, talking about yes. that, you know, and I'm on TikTok, you know, that's where most oh, of it yeah. is. Um, <laughs> I have to change words. So I have accents. Yep. These, just to say the word sex or just to say, right. hey, are you feeling insecure about your sexuality or something like this? It's not even sexual in nature and they will flag it, take it down and try and ban you because we don't yep. talk about those things. Instead of, know. instead of maybe creating guidelines so that, A, maybe parents should take responsibility for what their kids are looking at on their phones. Maybe they should create an area where it's more 18 plus because these yeah. are important topics. And yes, oh, yeah. you're not being able to say the word clitoral because we're talking about a body part. I'm a, a healthcare provider. Like if we want to yeah. talk about pelvic health, Pelvic health is important. It's just like the health of your brain. If you yeah. are having trouble with erectile dysfunction, or maybe you're a woman and you are having issues with incontinence when you're lifting weights, which is very common. And we right. can't talk about these things because of your bullshit regulations and community guidelines because you're trying to protect people. I know. You're not protecting anyone. You're actually protecting your own agenda and your own interests. And, and I wanted to test what they would do. So then I went back in and because I was so mad, I was just, in, I was outraged. So I went back in and I pretended to like, I was going to answer the same exact thing. And I typed the word penis. Oh, no, no community regulations whatsoever. I can type penis, but I can't type clitoral. Hmm. That's interesting. And I think sometimes it depends on who's actually like reviewing because they do. Yeah. I, I don't know how it all works, but I know they have like reviewers of certain videos or posts that you make. And I've, I've had similar things where, you know, you see, I've seen women on Instagram or Instagram models who put up these very risque photos, which I have no yep. problem with. Like, I'm like, oh, like I can definitely see certain things or it's like your, your pussy's like right in front of the camera. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I put up a picture of myself trying to be like body positive for men where I was covering up my genitals. But otherwise, mm -hmm. I was nude. You didn't see my mm -hmm. ass. It was a frontal shot. And I was covering up my area. And they took it down as a violation. Oh, like, this is such bullshit. It is. And, it's like wearing a, a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I have to abide by these things because I don't want to get banned. And yep. then now I, you know, my followers can't get in contact with me. It hurts my business. So I have to, in a way, like you want to stand up to the man kind of thing and being like, this is yep. bullshit, but you also are in their playground. And if they want to shut yep. down the playground at any time, they can do that. So you unfortunately have to be respectful of it. So I just try to bring my communities to platforms where I can show more or do more, but it's, it's, it's hard. Right, right. Because then you like also have an OnlyFans, which you also even advertise your work there as well, right? Like you say, this is what I do. This is what I teach on. So in that, in that platform, I imagine, yeah, you can do kind of all, right? Yeah. So with OnlyFans, um, uh, yeah, I have two accounts. I have like a free account and then I have VIP account. 
But the point of the OnlyFans, like, yes, I make a lot of just general NSFW content. And I wanted to start making more educational content on there on like how to do things in the bedroom better and how to be a sexual yeah. better sexual partner, mm-hmm. how to make your partner squirt, all these kinds of things. Um, the truth is a lot of people don't care to pay for that, pay for that content from my experience. Mm. Like, sure, sure. Yeah, there's this view, and then and this is a subjective view of what OnlyFans is. The second you say OnlyFans, you you immediately think of what? Porn. Like you, right. you like, it's associated immediately. So mm-hmm. if you try and do anything. That's like non-porn related on OnlyFans. Either people who don't normally have an OnlyFans don't want to go there because you're almost immediately exposed to porn, whether you try to or not, because right. it's like 80% of the content or more. Uh, and B, you just like, oh, OnlyFans, like, like no, I, I'm here to jerk off. I'm here to masturbate. I'm here to this or that. Right. So there's problems with that too, just based on a societal perspective. Uh, perspective of what it is and what to expect. So that's a right. whole nother thing. So I basically have created my own community. I have a Facebook group, which I hate Facebook, but it's a great place. To, it's a great place yeah. to build communities still. It is. It is. Um, but I, now I have new um, uh, sex empowerment Academy that I just opened, which is on a completely different pat- platform. It's opening November 13th. Oh, nice. Jump into uh, more inner work, helping people find more self-love, overcome shame, overcome all those things and explore sexually and, and feel accepted. But that's on a different platform where I can actually talk about some more things and maybe post different photos and not worry about saying the word cock and getting my post taken down. Right. So. <laughs> exactly. I know it is so silly though. I mean, it's like education. That's what I always think too. It's like we can talk about pleasure and other parts of our body, but the second it somehow gets associated with sex, it's like people shut down or the platform shut down. And it's like, why is it different to an enjoy us talking about enjoying a strawberry to enjoying an orgasm? It's enjoyment of in your body pleasure. Why do we, I know, I know we talked about this. It's like, you know, their control, but it's just frustrating to, to have them like draw this line. Like, oh no, that's different. That pleasure is different. That's, yeah. that's, you know? Yeah. I know why it, again, it comes down to profits. It comes Mm -hmm. down to what are the venture capital companies that are actually funding these big corporations and companies. And the second they go, oh, you're allowing this, this is going to hurt our user base and people are going to leave and we're going to lose money because now you're allowing sexual content or, oh, you're allowing groomers and pedophiles when, yeah, those people exist, but that just term just gets overly used just like, you know, just to lay claim. Uh, And again, it's politicized as well. That's another topic, but it all has to do with money. It always has to do with money. And, you know, that's why even if you look at OnlyFans from the opposite perspective, when they were actually going to stop allowing pornography, like here, they got immediate backlash and they took that back. Why? Because they knew they were about to lose a fuck ton of money. Their platform went dead. And, you know, it would have died. You know who said, no, okay, we're changing that. The venture capital companies who are trying to make money off of this and said, oh, wow. no, let's not do that. Let's let's keep allowing it because we want to keep making money because this is a bad idea. Right. And the same way, yeah, the same way on the opposite end of, oh, look, it's cool to be queer now. So let's make sure we put out pride flags and make a pride shoe for Nike because that's going to make us money. 
it's not about caring about you. It's not about caring about you being queer, being inclusive. It's about money. And the second you realize this shit, the second you can actually deprogram and go, fuck your, fuck you. All right. You don't actually mean this. And it's not to say that there aren't companies and there aren't people out there who really are pro, pro queer or pro Iranian women right now fighting for their rights or whatnot. And not just hopping on the bandwagon to make money. There are people who are like that. Like I talk about this shit all year long. I support people when they're in need. But I also recognize there's also companies who take advantage of these things. For example, Black Lives Matter. I support Black people, of course. But Black Lives Matter as an organization is taking from people. They are buying mansions. And if you don't realize the shit they're doing and that they create more victim mentality for other Black people. And again, people might get triggered because, oh no, a white man is saying this. No, this is the truth. Follow the money, you'll understand what their motives are. And if you realize like, hey, uh, a lot of what you're doing is bullshit. And if you see a lot of the things that they're promoting, you realize that there's evil on both sides. There are people who would take advantage on both sides. And whether whether you think that they're on your side or not, that's a good point. People need to follow the money and see where, you know, what's happening. And yeah, I think that's so true. But people do make judgments. There's no doubt about it. You know, you make a comment about that and some people are going to hop on that. They're not even going to listen to what you say. They're going to be all about, oh, he's white and he said this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. People are going to get triggered when they hear something that's new or they disagree with. But it's, it's a matter of being able to take a moment and say, why am I getting triggered? Why is what is being said triggering me? All right. Right. Like I just had a, um, even just a basic conversation this morning with a friend and said that she was a cute Latina and she said, Oh, that's a little fetishizing. And I'm like, it's not fetishizing. You're a Latina. And I'm like, I'm just making a point that like you're a cute Latina. Um, and It's not my problem. It's the fact that she has been fetishized by Mm -hmm. white people um, in her life. And also, I know for a fact, she she does fall victim to a lot of the narratives nowadays. And oh, like the second you say this little word, you're this this person, you're a misogynist, you're this, you're that Um, is easily triggered by these things instead of going, thank you, or like recognizing that I'm I live in Costa Rica. I speak Spanish. I'm very supportive of local culture and eating the foods and meeting the people. I'm just making like, like a compliment and that you're cute. Uh, And that a fetish is when you need this thing to arouse you. I don't need to be, I don't need to be with a Latina to be aroused. So it's anyway, the point is, is that people are easily triggered nowadays because that's the society that the powers above us have created. They want us to be triggered at each other. Because if we are triggered at each other, whether that's sexuality-wise, whether that's skin color-wise, that means we're fighting with each other instead of fighting them. That is the truth. That is how it's always been in history. And it's even more present now than ever because of how social media is. And it's very easy to pin people against each other instead of realizing, hey, they're doing this to keep us suppressed and oppressed. That's why they don't allow us to talk about sex and stuff because, oh, God forbid we come together and talk about these things and have a supportive community and realizing, oh, we can all lift each other up even if we have things that we disagree on or things that we like and don't like. Because if we come together, that means we can recognize how they 
are taking advantage and they are controlling our minds and our lives and everything else. I think you're so right. But yeah, if we live authentically, I mean, yeah, you made that comment to her authentically. Like, you know, just, I think that's one thing that gets hard on social media because we don't know each other. We don't know if the person is authentic, you know, and obviously she knows you, so she should realize that. But, and I think that's where some people get triggered too, is that they don't realize you don't know the whole person. So you can't make these judgments or assumptions, but that's what we do, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And and the second we hear something, many people immediately go into a reactive state. They mm-hmm. immediately it's the knee jerk, and it's the now they're on a Facebook fight or a TikTok fight. And it's like, wait, you just listened to one little post or one little video, and now right. you're making assumptions about an entire person when it's like yes. okay. I hear my friend who's a Latina who's been fetishized over the years, and maybe she is triggered by hearing anything about her culture from a white person. And that, oh, society nowadays demonizes any white person who talks anything about someone else's culture. It's like, it's like, oh, let me just ignore that entire part of who your identity is. Like the same way, like, oh yeah, I'm white, but also I'm not just white. I'm also Irish. I'm Polish. I'm Jewish. I'm not just in this white category. Yes, that is my skin color. And I haven't been disadvantaged by my skin color in my life. But it doesn't mean that I'm entitled in every other part of my life. I was rich growing up. You know, I didn't have the perfect life. Did I grow up in a safe community and, and get to go to school and have both my parents? Sure. Yeah, I know where I was entitled and had things that other people didn't and where I was privileged. And I take my life to try and leverage my privilege to help those people who did not have that. That is why I have groups I have. That's why I have the communities I have to go, listen, I hear you and I see you and I want to help you get to my level. I want to help lift you up so you don't feel oppressed so that you can feel like you can talk about your sexuality and sex and intimacy without feeling shame or judgment and knowing, oh my God, a white person is actually helping promote queer folk to talk about these things in a safe community. Oh my God, how, how could that be? It's it's amazing how many people immediately judge me for that. Like oh immediately God. judge me for that. Oh, like, why would I listen to you? You're a straight guy. Right. Well, there's plenty of gynecologists who are men. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's so true. That's so silly, really. I mean, yeah, of course there are. That doesn't yeah. mean that they're a bad gynecologist, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, it's geez. like, oh, you have a vagina, you know nothing about it. It's like, well, no, I, I still want to <laughs> Um, exactly. Yeah, I don't know your exact lived experience. Like I can, I can say that the same way about my Latina friend. I'm like, I didn't live your experience and I respect you for that. But also let me tell you my lived experience and right. we can understand each other and understand where each of us are coming from. And then we're not arguing and throwing shit at each other. Instead, we're like, oh, I get you and you get me. And maybe we come to a better understanding in the middle. But because we have these shit shows across social media and these big platforms, and we only are limited to 50 character responses, we end up losing <laughs> lots of detail and context. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's so much judgment out there, but we just try to do our best. And I know it's it's a never ending battle. And especially when we've got these people these big people in power who are trying to direct it, it's, it makes it even more difficult. But yeah, I think you're so right. You're very clear in what you've said. It makes a lot of sense. We need to think of it that way and we need to shed the shame about sex. We need to shed the shame of people are saying about us and we need to enjoy our lives. Yeah. And that it, 
the thing is, a lot of people don't want to hear it takes radical responsibility over your life. That's and a lot of people don't want to hear that. They want to play victim. They want to blame other people because it it takes the responsibility off themselves. It's your fault that my life is like this. It's right. your fault that I'm poor. No, if you've experienced trauma growing up, if you haven't had the greatest life growing up, I respect that. Everyone comes from different backgrounds. I was not rich, all right? I had other privileges, but I was not rich. Um, and the trauma and lived experiences that you've had, right? I respect that. That's real. Yep. Yep. But it's your responsibility to expand from those traumas, to heal yourself, to work on yourself, to take what you've been given in life and make something of it. I heard a very amazing analogy or metaphor, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the show Chopped on Food Network. Nope. For anyone who, who hasn't watched it, a, a brief, brief background. They, they have a few chefs on the show and they each give them a different basket of ingredients. And it's like three to four ingredients. One will have chocolate, green beans, and potatoes. And the next person uh. will have ribeye and, and pudding and flour. <laughs> and the next person will have some other thing. And someone with like maybe the ribeye basket and they're like, oh, I have a ribeye and pomegranate juice and sugar. I can make something great out of this. But the person who has flour, green beans and chocolate might be like, what the fuck do I do with this? (laughs) Right. Right? But it's their job on that show to create something amazing from what they're given. And some of those people who are given a harder basket and they actually create something good from it get more respect than the person who is handed the ribeye. Because if you were handed a ribeye, you better fucking make something good. Because if you don't, like, (laughs) what were you doing? Did you even try? So take like honor in maybe not having been given the best basket in life and saying, you know what? I was given this shit, but I'm going to take this shit and turn it into something beautiful. I'm going to turn it into gold. And that's something that is honored and respected. No one gives a shit about the person that was handed $2 million when they were born. Like, I don't right. care about the Kardashians. You can call them <laughs> yeah. self-made when you want. They had all the networks and money that they needed to create something. Yep. True. We care about the rags to riches stories. Like, I respect the people who came from nothing and nearly committed suicide and turned their lives into something and created yep. a billion dollar business you know, the owner of Spanx, or you look at Oprah, or you look at right. Sanders who nearly committed suicide and then created KFC, even if you don't like fast food, created this massive business at the age of 60 something. That's something to it's honor. Never gave, up. never gave up, right? Yes. I love those kind of stories too. Those are, and those are the ones that we all love too. We have people at this, like, wow, look at that. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's part of your story, like embrace your story embrace the, embrace the fuck ups, embrace the trauma sometimes. Cause guess what? A lot of the reasons I do what I do nowadays as a sex empowerment coach is not only because I was a very sexual being and because of my education, but because I wasn't always able to fully express myself sexually. I made mistakes when I was growing up. I didn't get a lot of love from my parents in the way that I needed it. And so I always was growing up feeling like I couldn't open up because I would get shut down. I had Mm -hmm. to get love in certain ways. And the ways that I would try to receive love would always get shut down. And so I was always trying to prove myself just to get love. And when I 
entered college, I realized, oh, wow, people like me because I'm good at sex. And so this is a way for me to get love. And so I would start having sex a lot. And even if I'd say, hey, I just want something casual or something, or or I couldn't be fully honest, it would end up leading to me hurting people. It would Mm. end up leading to me hurting myself as a result, because I wasn't trying to hurt people. I just wanted love. And I'm, I wasn't capable of a relationship because I didn't have self-love. And so I was codependent and I was trying to find love with these women and then they would fall in love with me. And the next thing I know, I'd self-sabotage a relationship because I didn't feel deserving of it mm. because I didn't love myself. And right. I went through a cycle for years and I was hating myself. I was going through cycles of depression, wondering like, what the fuck? Like, why, what is so wrong with me? Like, right. I can't hold down a relationship like all these other people because I have these other desires. Like I have other sexual desires. Like why, what, why is this so wrong? And till I finally came across ethical non-monogamy and started going down that route and learning, oh my mm. God, there's another right. way to live. Like this is right. And it's okay to do this. And then, you know what? The second I started learning about that, I was able to be fully expressed. I was able to start communicating my desires from the start to be my authentic, to say, listen, this is what I'm interested in. This is what I'm not. If you're not okay with that, that's great. I hope you find what you're looking for. I'm not going to feel rejected by it because I know that you have different interests and I don't want you to chase me if you have different interests. Right. And realizing there's other people out there who will like you for what you offer. And you just need to be authentic and honest about it from the start. And so that's like the short story of how I got to where I am and why I coach what I coach, because I've been there where I haven't felt love, where I've struggled. And to this day, I'm still trying to prove myself 30 years later and trying to work on not doing that anymore. Uh, because you are love. Everyone is love. You have love, yes. you have love for yourself and recognize that because when you have love for yourself, you can expand that love when you bring in someone who's a good energy and connection and you bring your love together to expand it more. Not that you need them, but because you want to expand your love with that person. Absolutely. Definitely. Self-love is so important. And I think too, you, you need self-love too you know, try new things. Like you said, the ethical non-monogamy, trying new things like BDSM or anything new sexually. If you don't have self-love, kind of kind of self-sabotage yourself. A hundred percent. I mean, self-love is everything because if you don't love yourself, then likely you're running. We talked about this earlier. You're likely running programs that are negative right. in your head on a daily basis, yeah. not even be your thoughts that I'm not enough. I'm too fat. I'm too this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not capable. Right. And then what, what do you do? You end up bringing that into relationships and then you, you rely on other people to make you not feel that way. Oh, this, you make me feel whole. That's bullshit. You should feel them. Yes. You should feel (laughs) the whole, you make me feel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of like, what you should be saying is you make me even better of a person because right. you make me push myself. You help me grow. You support me in my endeavors. I enjoy us together. I like that yeah. one. Enjoy us together. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You create a safe space for me to mm-hmm. bring up ideas without judgment. Like those are the reasons you should like someone. Not because, oh, you make me feel whole or you help me not feel insecure like, yeah, I mean, yes, that is good in a way, but you should be working on your own insecurities. 
by doing the inner work. Absolutely. So I have to ask you, you you do have something on your website. We're talking about sex toys. Now, do you have one that you recommend for men Um, the most? So I don't have like a specific sex toy because there's all different types of sex toys. Wanting something for enhanced cock stimulation or for self-pleasure or for anal play. But um, I do have a small partnership with a company called the Enhanced Male and Link Pleasure. So if you're interested, yeah, you can go to my website. You get 10% off when you use the code DrKyle10. So if you're a guy and you want to try out your first sex toy, for starters, A, it's not weird. It's not gay. It's not anything like that to be a man and use sex toys. Okay, let's get that off the chest. Right, exactly. Women have sex toys. They're not gay for it. You can have sex toys. And guess what? If you are gay and you use sex toys, great. You, it doesn't matter. Your sexuality has nothing to do with the use of sex toys. Your sexuality has nothing to do with enjoying anal play, by the way. If you like to be played with your ass, great. I do at times and I'm not gay. Could you be gay? Sure. But let's take a, away that, that homophobic notion from that whole thing. And yes, you know, sex toys are a great addition if you're looking to spice something up, try something new, be a little bit more exploratory. I have toys, you know, they obviously sent me a bunch that I could try for myself. You know, I have a penis pump and I have cock rings and some are, some are useful for like to enable you to maintain an erection longer. If you struggle with that, some things are strictly for stimulation. So it really depends on what you're looking for. So I can't say I have a specific one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to get into anal play, I usually tell people, Hey, you should start out using a, um, what do you call it? Uh, they have butt plug sets that, Mm, uh, mm -hmm. set of three, and it starts with a small one, a medium and a large one. And that way you can start small and work towards getting bigger. But I also, there's other ways to even do things before you even get to penetration. If that's something new or scary for you. And that's something I consult clients on. Um, and then if you're looking to like, just maintain an erection longer, you can use a cock ring. It's very simple. If you're looking for something for self-pleasure, you can get a fleshlight on the site or you can get a uh, a few other items on the site if you're interested. But check it out. If you're new to it, don't feel any sort of way. Don't feel any sort of shame and, and, and see if it adds to your sex life with you single or with a partner. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I'm a huge sex toy proponent myself and learning about your own body you know, learning how to pleasure yourself and just enjoyment together too. It's not, it's not just a solo thing. I think some people think, oh, you know, that's, that toy's just for her or that's just for him. Not true. You can use it together. Absolutely. I mean, one of my, we'll say one of my personal favorite toys, which you can't get off this site, the the site that I'm partnered with, but um, Mm. it's actually the Lovence and I have no association with this brand, by the way. Uh, It's called the Lovence remote control butt plug. There's oh, yes, I've seen that. That's what I call it. And it's great because it's actually like you have to use it with a partner. You could use it on yourself, but it takes the fun away. And it's like you <laughs> yourself or your partner and you have an app that you can control the vibration with from your phone. And so I've had days where I've gone out in public with my partner at the time or where they went, they were out by themselves and I was at home and I was able to control it on them and it's just fun. So it's a good way to actually connect. Oh yeah, absolutely. So 
I have to ask you this too, the, the reality show you're on, the one that got away, what was it like to be on that show? Was it fun? Well, how would you describe it? Was it good, bad, fun, exciting? You hated it. What was it like? <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely an experience. I'm grateful for that experience. I mean, I gained the cast members that I was on the show with, uh, like we're still friends to this day and I'm really grateful nice. for them because we went through this experience together. Obviously there's pros and cons. Reality TV is not truly reality. And there's a lot of, yeah. there is, there's negative stuff to come with it if you've never experienced it. So I just tell people if you've never, if you've never watched reality TV, or if you don't really know what goes on behind the scenes, like don't judge it for face value because you don't know yeah. how much edited it or cut it. But it was, I'm definitely gratefully experienced. I mean, I would totally go on another reality show, especially now that I have like experience and know what to expect a bit more. And yeah, yeah, I know I'm definitely grateful for it. It sounds like fun. <laughs> it would be interesting for sure. But yeah, I mean, of course they're going to edit it. I mean, how could they not? First of all, I mean, that's just reality. You can't put every second on a show. But yeah, they're going to cut out more juicy parts or the parts that uh, they want you to see, <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they're trying to make TV and yeah. they have to keep the viewer entertained and, and whatnot. So they're going to highlight certain people that are more emotional or more rambunctious or whatever they're trying to go for. Right. But, you know, and, and for anyone who doesn't know what, which show, if they're interested, it's called The One That Got Away. It's on Amazon Prime. It's out now. It's one season so far. I don't know if they're making a second season yet. It just came out this summer. Um, so if you're interested, check it out. It's like a dating show where people come back from the past and see if there's a connection. But yeah, it's uh, it's a unique experience. And I thought, you know what, when the opportunity presented itself, I said, hey, YOLO, like I'd happily add this to my life resume as yeah. And it absolutely you know, it exposure and you know it helped me get in front of people and 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 check out what I do. And and that's what's important nowadays. It's like True. if I want to People, I need to get in front of people's eyes. And so if it's through a reality yep. show, I'm happy to do that, even if um, that's not the full intention of the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, like you said, just to go through the experience of it and add it to your resume. I mean, you know, not many people can say, hey, I was on a reality show, you know, <laughs> like that's just cool. It's just an awesome experience. Even if it didn't turn out to be the most best, the best experience in your life, it's still going to add something to your life for sure. Learning, if nothing else. Yes, definitely a learning experience for good or for bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this has been awesome. Is there anything else you want to talk about or say before we would end our chat? I've, I've enjoyed talking with you and you have a lot of amazing things to say. If you are interested in learning more from me, you can feel free to send me a message on Instagram, follow me. If you were triggered by anything I said today, truly come and get to know me more because yeah. I do care about people. It's these topics I'm very passionate about and I've been around it for a while and be open to hearing different opinions because that's how you're going to learn. You're not going to learn from being in a room with all people who think exactly the same as you. So I just say that because I, I come from a place where I say I rage out of love. I don't rage out of hatred. I don't rage out of anger. I rage for people out of love because I want to see people be happy and live their lives and not be people pleasers and be controlled by anyone else in their lives, whether that's family members who are toxic media or anything else. So yeah, it's been, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on again. People can find me on Instagram at Dr. Caldine, TikTok, 
you can message me there if you want to learn more about my men's group or my sex empowerment group or anything else that I do. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and insight. This has been a great chat and I really enjoyed it. So thanks for coming on my show. Thank you so much, Ruin. You have a good day. Thanks. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. I want to thank you for listening to that podcast episode. Very informative and interesting. Check out him on Instagram. His links will be down in the podcast notes so you can learn more about him. Maybe use some of his services if you feel like that would help you live a better life. And I will put my link down in the podcast notes as well. That has links to all my erotica, my erotic books, and my erotic not safe for work audiobooks and other places I am across the internet. Check out my new releases, The Car Sex Challenge. Third book in the Sex Challenge series is live, soon to be coming out in an audiobook. And it's been getting five-star reviews by reviewers. So I'm so excited about that. I just love that. That makes me so excited. And my Recent audiobook releases are Massive Day at the Carnival for Amber Collins, which is a lesbian growth story where they come giantesses at the at the fair. And I just finished narrating the one at Paris, where these two then go to Paris and grow into giantesses. So check that out. And Skinny Dipping at the Pond on a Hot Summer Day is live. That's my latest of my own work that I've narrated and released. So check that out. And Magic and Her Kisses also, of course. I have more things coming out, a story about to come out and media. Maybe by the time this goes live, it will be out there. And I have more books in the works, so check them out. I hope you have an amazing day. Don't forget to fucking masturbate. Make yourself come stress relief. Healthy for you. Fuck yourself. Fuck your partner. Just fucking do it. Give yourself some pleasure, some lovely, wonderful hormones to soak in and feel just wonderful. Down, feeling sad, masturbate, fuck someone, fuck your partner, your friends with benefits, whoever, but just get those hormones going, get that blood flowing and get yourself feeling damn good. You have a fucking amazing fucking day. I love you. Bye-bye now. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.